0: Matthew chapter 5, starting at verse 38. Matthew chapter 5, starting at verse 38. Amen. And would everyone please stand for the reading of God's word? Amen. Amen. Matthew chapter 5, starting at verse 38, you will find these words. You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye, and a tooth for a tooth. But I tell you not to resist an evil person, but whoever slaps you on your right cheek, turn the other to him also. If anyone wants to sue you and take away your tunic, let him have your cloak also. And whoever compels you to go one mile, go with him too. Give to him who asks you And from him who wants to borrow from you, do not turn away. This afternoon, I just want to speak with you from the thought, do not retaliate. Uh, Do not not retaliate. As we have been studying and discussing over the last several weeks, amen, with a few interjections of other texts along the way, we are dealing with the gospel according to Matthew. And Matthew was one of the gospels of the synoptic gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Each one of them wrote about similar stories but from a different perspective. And the perspective that Matthew gives of Jesus is that Jesus is what, saints? What perspective? Jesus as what? King. Jesus as king. So in our text, once again, we realize that we are dealing with with the first sermon of Jesus Christ and it's called the Sermon on the Mount. The Sermon on the Mount. The Sermon on the Mount is Jesus' manifesto. It is his requirements, it is his desires, it is his mind as it relates to those who would be citizens of the kingdom of God. If you're going to be a citizen of the kingdom of God, there's some things you got to do. There's some laws that you need to follow. Amen. As we, as we talk about citizenship, amen, the laws that govern America are not the same laws that govern Russia, are not the same laws that govern Italy nor, uh, or the Czech Republic, but we have our own laws that we follow that also point that we are Americans. Amen. That is just a mimicking of what it is like in the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God has its laws which allow us to show ourselves as being representatives of that kingdom. If you're going to be a citizen of the kingdom of God, there's some things you have to do. And the king is here speaking to us about what those requirements are. Amen. So his manifesto is chapters 5, 6, and 7. It is the Sermon of on the mount. And so today we're dealing with a text where Jesus is dealing with the whole concept of retaliation. And in past texts along this way we have seen the same pattern where the king has said you have heard. But he responds to that by saying but I say. It's interesting that as we open up this text in verse 38 that it says you have heard that it was said an eye for an eye and a tooth for a
1: tooth.
0: Jesus is now dealing with these religious leaders who have taken this text and made it a personal take. The eye for the eye and the tooth for a tooth was an Old Testament scripture that dealt with the nation as a whole and the authorities who governed it. But then these religious leaders have said, now we have individually the right that if somebody knocks my tooth out, I can knock theirs out. If they hit me in the eye and knock it out, I can knock theirs out. But those laws were never put in place for the individuals to go around executing retaliation amen but it was for the governmental authorities of the nation of israel on how they were going to govern the people not the people between one another so jesus is fixing this he's getting it straight because the religious leaders were always twisting something amen They were always trying to make things fit how they wanted it to fit, for their benefit, but not for the benefit of the nation at large and not for the pleasing of God. Amen. So as we look at our text, He says, but I tell you not to resist an evil person, but whoever slaps you on your right cheek, Lord have mercy, turn the other to him also. Whew. Amen, Reverend Stevens. You took the words right out of my mouth. Amen. This tough right here. Amen. Because by nature, we say, look, if you hit me, I'm going to hit you back. I, I'm not going to let you run over me like a doormat. Amen. I dare you. Amen. Okay, you start mistreating me. I got something for you. Mm-hmm. Because I'm going to show you that, hey, you're not gonna, I'm not a pushover, amen, and I'm not weak. Amen. That's our response. Amen. But Jesus is bringing something new to the table. For those of us who would say that I want to be a citizen of the kingdom of God. The kingdom doesn't operate like the world. See, that's natural operation, sister children. That's how we naturally operate. But Jesus is saying to us, no, no. I, I'm bringing about a supernatural change in your life. I, I, I'm bringing about something for citizens of my kingdom by which they operate by totally different laws. Mm-hmm. But Jesus just didn't give us laws and then expected us to do them without any help. Amen. Because remember, Jesus said, it's more expedient that I go to the Father, that when I go to the Father, I will send the Holy Spirit. Amen. See, that shows us that citizens of the kingdom of God do not operate on their own. They don't operate on what they think and what they can do, but by the power of the Holy Spirit is the only way to operate as a citizen of the kingdom. I I don't know about you, but there have been times in my life when folks were deriding me and literally spitting in my face almost as they were talking. And in my mind of minds. I wanted to knock them down. But the Holy Spirit wouldn't let me even move nor say a thing. In my mind, I wanted to do one thing, but God's spirit kept me in another. Where I was arrested to where I couldn't even respond. I couldn't retaliate. So this text here lets us know that in our natural, there's no way we're going to be able to let folks slap us upside the head and Then we just turn and let them slap the other. This is not a natural thing. Amen. This is a supernatural thing. We're not going to be able to deal with folks in our own natural way. The king is showing us that you're going to need something more than yourself to be able to operate in the kingdom. Jesus is always pointing us to him. He's always pointing us to the Godhead and The spirit of God which dwells in us. He's always pointing us to greater is he that is within us than he is in the world. He's always pointing us to the one that it is not I, but it is the Christ in me. Amen. He's always pointing to the one that Romans chapter 8 says that gives us the power to put to death the deeds of the flesh. Amen. So this ability is a supernatural ability. As the Bible says, we must be filled with the spirit on a daily basis. What that means is we got to stop trying to do it ourselves. We got to stop trying to do it on our own. We got to say, Lord, take hold of me. Lord, today in the battles that I'm going to have to face, Lord, you're going to have to do it in me. Lord, when I get on this job and these folks start talking crazy and giving me strange things and accusing me of doing stuff that I didn't do, huh? Trying to drive me more hours than I can really do. Lord, you're going to have to take over. Lord, I need you to take over before this even starts. Lord, I need to stop trying to do it in myself. And Lord, I need supernatural power. But God is not giving supernatural power to disobedient people. Now, I I wish I could say he was, but he's not. God honors obedience. Amen. Amen. So God is looking for us to be obedient to his word, and Lord will honor that with power of his spirit manifesting in our lives. Amen. 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 And so in order to be able to do this, in order to be able to deal with these evil folk out here who setting traps for you, Brother Wheeler, Man, they sit around at night in smoky rooms and they thinking up stuff while you're sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Even in the church, there's folks that are jealous and envious of you and they trying to, you know, put traps in your way. There's folks trying to control you and trying to do what you're supposed to be doing. They're not in their lane. They're in yours. In order to deal with all that kind of stuff, you got to have supernatural power, wow. Sister Bowman. You can't do it in your own strength. Wow. For you know it, you trip it up and knock it over folks and get out of my lane. What are you doing over here in the first place? Do you see that lane got my name on it? You get in the one that got yours on it. But the Bible here is saying something different. It's saying, hey, these folks are in your way. These folks just come up and slap you and you say, go on slap the other side too. Amen. You are giving them opportunity to do more but the only way that you're going to be able to withstand this is by the power of the Holy Ghost. This don't even make sense, naturally, does it, Brother Wheeler? Like, not at all. But that's the kingdom. The kingdom is 180 degrees opposite of the world. That's the only way that we're going to be that peculiar people. We got to operate by different laws. We operate by the same laws as the world does. What, What advantage do they have coming with us? The Bible says in another part, it says, well, if if you do good to your bosses who are good to you, what does it profit? It said do good to those even when they're evil. Amen. It says the profit is in doing for those who don't treat you right. Amen. And so here, once again, Jesus is making this clear. And we know the king wasn't treated right, was he? Sister Jackie, they didn't treat Jesus right, did they? Man, he didn't do nothing but love folk. Heal the sick and raise the dead. Saying, Talitha Kumai, raising folk daughters who were dead. Sons who were dead. Saying, go on with your mama. Take care of her. Teaching the good word of God. Trying to to teach folks about things that they need to hear in order to get out of their predicament. But what did they do? What did they say to him? Crucify him. Give us the thief. And y'all take Jesus. Even a thief is more important. Even a thief is more invaluable than he is. Let him go. So how much more do you think folks are going to persecute you? Amen. But Jesus didn't retaliate, did he? And he had every reason, because that's God. He had every reason to call a legion of angels and destroy everybody. But he didn't. He who had no sin... It had every right to do it, didn't. So how much more of us sending full folks who also mistreat others how we should be about folks when they mistreat us? Do y'all see that? Yeah. Amen. And so so as we look at this as a citizen of the kingdom, you know what that also does? That also heat coals on their heads. Because we're not recompensing evil with evil, but evil with good. That's what this is doing. And at the same time, God is working with that evil person. Amen. 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 He's giving them a reason once to turn to him. But if not, he's building a case against him. Amen. You either coming to the Lord or you going away. Amen? Amen. Amen. And so when we look at the text, We see if anyone wants to sue you and take away your tunic. Let him have your cloak also. Now, it's interesting that this text written in the early AD years, the early church talking about suing, is so appropriate for our contemporary world that we live in. Are we not a sue-happy culture? Amen. Everybody's suing everybody over something. I, I, I was listening uh, to a story the other day about... Uh, a, a very, a very wealthy um, veterinarian, and a high-profile wife that he has at high levels in the corporate America area. Amen. And, and they had some, some problems with a deal that was being made, and, and that now these are Christians, right? Right. Watch this. They had a problem with a deal, amen, that was being made with somebody, and and they ended up being cheated out of two thousand dollars, amen. But but I don't fault them necessarily for being Christians and doing this. This is the culture that we're in. Amen? Amen. So now they're, they're in the courtroom. They're suing to try to get this money back. Amen? And, 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 and these folks are making oh, maybe to, to, the, to the level of $60 an hour or more. So by the time they get the stuff together to get ready for the case, they spent the money they're suing for. Amen? <laughs> Now that's in a practical way. They've already spent it trying to get it back. But the other thing is they're fighting for something that Jesus is saying to us, don't fight for. Don't don't sue over things like this. Because the text says, if anyone, it didn't say if a Christian, it didn't say if a non-Christian, it said anybody sues you and takes away your tunic, let him have your cloak also. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 kind of talks about this when Paul says being righted for the wrong. Sometimes we're in the right on something, amen? And sometimes we ought to just go ahead and take the position as if we were wrong for the sake of the gospel, for the sake of being kingdom citizens. I, I, when I when I was running my, before I came past the year and I ran a uh, computer repair business when I had time, amen, uh, I, I was working on a project for a uh, firm out in Olathe, amen. I was working on one of their um, back office systems and I was working to set up all of their their uh, databases and word processors and all this stuff and get their spreadsheet systems together. And I'm working a lot of hours working with their servers and their tech support. So it's running up a bill here. The bill's getting kind of large, all right? Uh, uh, it it, It was large enough for me. I mean, when you start getting over a grand and you start to move, things are looking tough. The man started not to pay. Amen. Amen. But my first thought Oh, I'm going to take you to court. But the Spirit of God reminded me of sometimes we need to be wronged for the right. And you know what? I decided not to pursue that. And you know what? Not a light bill. Not a gas bill. Huh? Not a mortgage payment. Not a car payment. None of that. Went unpaid. Amen. My wife to this day doesn't know what that number was like. She knew I kind of fussed about it, but she don't know how high it got. But guess what? God blessed me for living like a kingdom citizen. Amen. 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 And I, I, I'm not what I ought to be, but thank God, I ain't what it used to be. Amen. Amen. But I'm still pressing on. And saints of God, you keep pressing on too. Amen. Yeah. And watch the Lord work in your life. Yeah. Amen. Watch him do some things. Yeah. Now, see, I, I wish I could say I always operate like that. Amen. Yeah. But Lord, the Lord ain't through with me yet. Amen. Yeah. Amen. But, but, but it's once proved positive once again that God can fight your battles. Amen.
1: Yeah.
0: If you just stand still. See, the Bible says in Psalm, I think, 46 and 11, be still and know that I'm God. He can handle it. Sister children, he can work it out. Even when it looks like we need to do something. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Now, I haven't seen this gentleman a long time. I don't know where he is right now. But I know God has got it handled. He has me handled. He didn't let me go hungry. And he's got him handled. Who knows? God could have used that very thing to bring that man to the Lord. Amen. Or if he already knew the Lord to bring him back to being in the right relationship and obedient to him. But that's God's business, ain't it? Amen. We just obey his commands. But remember, we can't do this without the power of the Holy Spirit. I can't stand up here and say that I did that because it was in me. Because no, naturally I wanted to sue him. Supernaturally I didn't. Amen. All praise and glory to God. Am I right about it, saints? Amen. Amen. So that's why we got to be filled daily, Deacon Johnson. When we get up in the morning, we got to say, Lord, fill my cup. Because you don't know what you're going to deal with. Tomorrow hasn't got here yet, and yesterday is gone. Amen. But today, grace is sufficient. Amen. Amen. I know that we know that you is like going one day, everything's going great. Brother Willie, you just, man, everything's popping. I mean, everything's working right. Folks are smiling or being cooperative. And the next day, yeah. everybody putting their foot out every time you walk by to trip you up. Yeah. So you got to be filled daily. Yeah. Reverend, you got to have it. Yeah. You over at the, you over at your shop, you fixing call, folks, paying you on time. Yeah. Man saying, thank you. I appreciate you giving me such a low price. And then the next day, somebody ain't cussing you out. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. You ain't done nothing to them, but tried to help them.
1: Right.
0: But if it wasn't for the Holy Ghost, yeah. you're going to cuss them back out. Yeah. Hey, hey, amen. Yeah. Now, now, that's what you're saying, right? Yeah. Reverend said, be more than cussed and so would any of us, yeah. what I Holy Spirit. So we got to be filled, y'all. Yeah. We got to let the Lord handle this thing, because all we'll do is mess it up. Yeah. Yeah. Man, we'll go just as far as Cain did and we have been killed our brother. Amen. Amen. But by the Holy Spirit, he is our restrainer. Yes. Amen. So this is supernatural. Yes. But in the same time, you got to see the bigger picture here of the kingdom of God. Jesus says, on this rock, I will build my church. Amen. And the gates of hell shall what? Not prevail against it. You got to understand that you are an ambassador to Christ. You are a, a, a change agent in society. Amen. Reverend Stevens, when you don't cuss them out and you deal with them kindly, even though they're being uh, uh, inflammatory and they're, they're being defamatory and they're doing all this kind of stuff and you still deal with them gently, God is working on your behalf. Amen. And they may go away and you never see them again, but you don't know if that experience will be the thing that that works on their heart so that they realize that they need a true and living God. Amen. 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 And so as we continue to look at our text, we see, and whoever compels you to go one mile, go with him too. Now, I I don't know about y'all, but when I saw this text for the first time, I thought something strange about that verse. It just didn't seem to quite fit this whole concept or theme of retaliation. I mean, what does if if somebody compels you, hey, hey, brother Stephen, uh, uh, go with me for one mile. Come on, man, go with me. And then I get to one mile and I say, oh, you know, I got another four or five miles to go. And you decide, okay, I'm going to go another mile with you. Yeah. That don't seem like it has much of a connection to retaliation. So what, what's going on in this text? How Why is this in, in, in this thought? Well, remember in the in the past I've said that In order to understand the content of a passage, you must get it in the context that is placed. The context for a passage can be grammatical, historical, and cultural. So now we must look at the historical cultural context of this passage and realize where Jesus was and when it was. He was amongst the people of Israel who were under Roman auspices. Rome was in control, not Israel. Israel's state had been broken down. Assyria had had torn up the northern kingdom and it's no more. And the southern kingdom now is under Roman occupation, which means that they're not a nation and if they're not a nation, then that means they don't have their own what? Law. They are operating according to Roman law. Now, understand that if your nation has been dominated by another nation, you are under what? Oppression. So now when you start to look at it in that way, there's another good piece of information about the culture of the Roman dynasty, if you will, about the Roman power grid, is that the authorities had made a law, amen, for the soldiers, and it's called Milion, amen. And Milion talks about how um, that a Roman soldier, if he's going to go a distance that he could by law compel a citizen or a non-citizen that's under the Roman control to carry his stuff, to carry his backpack and all of that stuff. And we know in the contemporary armies that those backpacks can weigh 100 pounds. So the soldier by law has the, the right and, and the authority to look over at you, and John, and say, take my stuff. And take it a mile. Well, I got a mile down the street. You handle this stuff and take it. Talk to you any old kind of way? Huh? He can even kick you if he wanted to. And say, get on down now. Sister Rochelle, just look at you crazy. Pull on your hair And say, you get on down there. And guess what? If you don't do it, you end up under Roman punishment. And Rome knew how to punish you. They were some of the most cruel, punishers that have ever been. So after they get through mistreating you and telling you to get on down there, you get on down there, but you're being oppressed. So in the inside, you're like, if I get one chance, if I can pick up a rock or something when ain't nobody looking, I'm going to try to knock you out. You know that's natural. I mean, you don't like the Romans no way. They have come in and tore down your nation. You don't even have a state no more. And you know Israel was really into having their own nation because they were proud people that God had made them a nation. The nation of Israel. All their heritage down through Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob was all caught up in that nation. So they're mad anyway. And then there's a law like this and them Romans don't care nothing about the non-citizens. Amen. So this is happening all the time. And Jesus knows it. So Jesus brings this right to them and says, and when you're compelled, and they knew exactly what he was talking about. When they compare you a mile, willingly go another mile. Oh, that's so different than our natural. Our natural say, I don't want to go a mile. I don't want to go nowhere. You take your own stuff. I don't like you anyway. But God is saying, no, you're of the kingdom of God. You're 180 degrees opposite of that. You take that on willingly. You take it the mile. And then you say, can I take it another mile for you? You go double the distance. Why? Why? Because, amen, you are working for the king. You are in this world, but you're not of this world. And that's the same thing today. We are in this world, but we can't operate like we are of this world. Amen. We are of another kingdom, y'all. Amen. 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 So when, 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 folk, when folks get you in a position, I don't know how it might come out, but they do. Amen. Amen. Here, here's one for example. Amen. You can kind of get that in that position on your job. Uh, uh, while I was on... Uh, Vacation. My my last day of vacation, Sister Butler can uh, attest to this. That I I'm I'm sitting there and I'm saying this is the last day and I'm to get back to working and everything. And I, I'm down and I'm trying trying to turn TV on, kinda watch a little bit, just relaxing on a chair that I never hardly get to sit on because I'm always on the move and I'm just like, yes, my last day I'm gonna be really rested. My phone rang. I pick up the phone, and I see my boss is his name. My first thought was to put that phone down and go ahead and watch TV. My second thought was to put that phone down and uh, watch TV. (laughs) Sister Benjamin, I think my third thought was to put that phone down and watch TV. But something on the inside compelled me to go ahead and answer the phone. Amen. And as a, the thought, I, I, I felt like answering it bad, but I, I answered it sweet. It wasn't me, it's the Christ in me, because I know I was not interested in it. Call me back into work. Amen. So I had to work that day well over into the wee hours of night. It was one something in the morning, the last day of my vacation. But I didn't fuss with them, didn't fight with them. And even my wife said, I, you know, you want to on a fool with this. But I was compelled to do what they wanted me to do, but I actually went another mile. I could have just got on there enough to say whatever we were dealing with. Well, I, I don't quite know, or, or I could do something to kind of get out of it, or do just a little bit but no, just go ahead and work like you're supposed to amen. amen because even today, I don't know how that's going to work out, but it's the two miles that now you're in there trying to do, you're in there actually trying to make a fix, even though it's something that you shouldn't have to be doing right then I mean, you were, my, I was minding my own business on my vacation but then I was compelled to go somewhere I really didn't want to go just like a citizen would be when a Roman person grabs them and says, take my stuff. But I went ahead. I had, I mean, in me, wanted to not do. But I went ahead and did it. I don't know how that's going to work out. I, I, I don't know. I don't know, Sister Vevelin, how it's going to work out for me. Is it, it, I am going to get any benefit out of it that I will see on this earth? Amen. But one thing I do know is that the Father in heaven remembers. Amen. And life, amen. Men born of a woman's life is short and full of trouble. I can expect things to come, but this life is only a short time. After a while, I'm going to be with my master. And I won't have to worry about this no more. And I know that he saw what I did. Amen. And God will reward me. In that day. Amen. And that's how we have to live. We have to live not for the day, but we live for tomorrow. Because what we do today doesn't just count for the day. It counts forever. See, the world in secularism wants to tell us what we do today is for the day. But no, what we do today counts forever. And it's only what you do for Christ that will land. Amen. We got to get our minds right, soldiers, because we're soldiers in his army and we're in a war. We're in a war for the souls of mankind. Amen. Amen. So, so as we get to the end of our text here, amen, we get to our text. We say, he says, give to him who asks you and from him who wants to borrow from you, do not turn away. Hmm. That's pretty rough, isn't it? Well, we got a lot of folks with their hands out, don't we? Amen. And some of them we don't believe should have their hand out. But when we look at this text, it kind of sets us up. Amen. Kind of sets us up. By principle, he says, the citizens of God are going to be givers. Amen. And and sometimes we're going to give when it don't make sense. Amen. I know for somebody in here, they have given and they really didn't quite understand it. They didn't know how God was going to use it. And sometimes you even be suspect of the one you gave it to. But you feel a compelling by God to do it anyway. Amen. Amen. But here's the thing in it's that's so beautiful. The thing that's so beautiful in here, Sister Brown, is that the Bible says the silver and the gold is mine, saith the Lord. If we really think about it, when we have given out of our for the Lord, amen, if we have given out according to his commandment, has he not taken care of us? Yes. No. Have we given out and we become destitute? Mm-hmm. If we have something seriously wrong. Mm-hmm. Because God says give and it shall be given. Mm-hmm. Amen, Sister amen. Penman, Press down, shaking together and running over. He, he I love the way he did it. Because he did it in a way that you can't pinpoint who or what you should be given. And when, he said it. And it. So the beauty of it is is that God has your back. God sees what you're doing. And God can can take an incorrect giving and make it a blessing. Because he's sovereign. The sovereignty of God says he can do what he wants to do, when he wants to do it why he wants to do it, how he wants to do it, where he wants to do it, and he can do it all by himself. He can take lemons and make lemonade. Amen. Amen. So you, we really don't have to worry about that. But we do. And sometimes God compels us to do. We feel the Holy Spirit tell us to give. When we don't know, it doesn't make sense, but we know the Holy Spirit's moving. But then there's other times we're asked to give and we don't even feel the Holy Ghost. And sometimes we don't give either. Amen. But but this text is allowing us to see that even if we give and we give to something that ain't right. Amen. Unknowingly. Amen. God can turn that into a good thing for you. Amen. Because he's got that kind of power. And the last thing I want us to know as we come to a close is whatever we give, we're just stewards of somebody else's stuff in the first place. The earth is the what, Reverend Lord. And what? They that dwell in it. Not only is the earth and the stuff in it, but we're his too. We're just stewards over his stuff. So if he says give his stuff to somebody else, give it. Huh? If we're working for an employer, and the employer, and we're working in the accounting department, he said, write a check to this, and write a check to that. We don't have a problem because it's not our money. We're just giving what the master said, give. Well, the Bible says that all our stuff is his anyway. But the beauty even behind that is we are joint heirs with Christ, Romans chapter 8. So after we have given out, we're going to get it back anyway. And it ain't going to be that long. Amen, Sister Hayes. I heard her say hundredfold. It's not going to be that long. So let us practice on being these givers that God wants us to be. Amen. And be cheerful about it. Amen. Because God rewards a what? Cheerful giver. But it's his anyway. And our inheritance is stored up. We are joint heirs with Christ. Our elder brother, Jesus, wait a minute. We're joint heirs with the second one in the Trinity. Oh, Lord. I don't know what that inheritance is going to be like. But I guarantee you everything we get on this earth, Reverend, ain't going to compare to that which Jesus has stored up. The Bible says, eyes have not seen, nor ears have heard, nor has it entered into the hearts of men the good things that God has in store for those who love him. Amen. So do not retaliate. We got a different purpose. Amen. We got a purpose that transcends our own desires and our own selfishness. We got a big time purpose a war going on here and the war is going to be won by obeying the laws of our leader. Right. Amen. Amen. Our king of kings and our Lord of lords. Yes. At this time, I'm going to open up the doors of the church. Amen. Right. Man, there might be somebody here today right. who's hearing about this king. and right. might be somebody here today who's hearing these things and they know that the Lord is not walking with them. You know in your heart That Jesus is not with you. Your relationship is not there. But today you can get that business fixed. You can get on the right road now. While the blood is running warm in your veins, you can get right with the Lord today. And you can be a citizen in his kingdom. Guaranteed to go to glory. To guarantee to go to the place where there'll be no more suffering and no more pain. If you don't really know him, get to know him today. Give him your life. Let him into your heart. Jesus is a gentleman. He stands at the door and knocks. But if you won't open the door, he won't come in and sup with you. But you can get to know him today. He was on that cross from the third to the ninth hour and he died. He died so that you might live. But you got to accept the gift. The gift of his life being given for you. You have to accept him into your life because he still lives. Because on the third day morning he rose with all power in his hand. And he sits at the right hand of the Father pleading for you. Harden not your hearts while you hear the call. Come
1: today. Come. Come. To Jesus yeah. Make up your
0: Amen. It is my hope and prayer today that the Lord allowed us to see his requirements in the kingdom and also see that we are living for a greater purpose than our own. It's not just for today, but it's for forever. Amen. And we don't know what God is doing with our good works. But we know that he is not blessing our bad. Amen. 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 So let us run the race that has been set before us. Amen? amen, amen, amen. As we get ready for our benediction and for our time of giving and tithes and offerings, amen, amen. Let every let us all stand, amen, and prepare our hearts, amen.
1: Where he.
0: once again for your word, Master. Lord, bless your name for every saint under the sound of my voice. Lord, bless you for the New Zion Church and all we are trying to do in your name, O God. Lord, continue to work on our hearts and our minds, oh God, as we walk the dusty streets of Kansas City, oh God. Lord, as we talk to one or another, hostile or friendly, oh God, let us be those ambassadors that you would have us to be. That we might do the things that bring them into your kingdom. Lord, that we might do the things that show that there is a reality in serving a true and living God. Lord, prepare our hearts to give, oh God. Lord, we ask once again in the name of Jesus that you bless this offering that we're about to give. Bless our tithes. Bless our offerings, Lord, that they be used for kingdom building, for edifying the saints, for reaching out to the unsaved. Lord, for keeping your temple as it needs to be. Lord, thank you for the diligent soldiers that mine and take care of those resources, oh God. Thank you for the diligent soldiers that also gives so that we have those resources. Lord, that the storehouse may be filled in the name of Jesus. And Lord, as we go from this place to our prospective homes, Lord, and our other destinations, Lord, continue to protect us from all hurt, harm, and danger. Lord, keep the leaders of this church. Lord, keep your ministers, oh God. Lord, that we continue to do your work, not just on Sunday, but every day of the week. Lord, we give you all the praise and all the glory for you are truly worthy. These things we ask in the blessed name of Jesus and the whole church saying, Amen. Amen. Please be seated and obey the ushers. Amen.